Hey, and welcome back to the Ashcraft Minecraft Podcast. I'm super stoked to share this episode with you guys because we, one, we just moved to Hopkins, Belize, Central America, and two, we'll be diving deeper into Matt Forbeck's Minecraft Dungeons Rise of the Arch Illager. Let's dive right in. Chapter two. You can't tell everyone this is my fault, Archie said. You can't. He snatched up a blade of his own, one too heavy for him to wield properly, although there wasn't much to be done about that. The entire way back to the villager mansion, he'd kept well behind Thord, making sure to stay far out of range of the bigger illager's spells. He'd paid the price for being too careless around Thord once today already. He didn't care to make that mistake again. For this, for his part, Thord ignored Archie's pleas, with the exception of the, uh, of the occasional smug chuckle. Archie knew the evoker would sell him out on the moment they got back to the Illager mansion, but he didn't see what he could do about it. He kept begging until his voice grew hoarse, and then finally gave up. When they came within the bowshot of, man- of the mansion, a large three-story building that housed most of the tribe. The other illagers rushed out to greet them, and Archie's stomach twisted in his guts. He knew exactly how they were going to take the news of the raiding party's defeat, and who they were going to blame if he let them, an idea blazing in his head. Archie set his jaw, braced himself, and raced out in front of Thord. The evoker growled at him as he passed him by. But with his injuries, he couldn't keep up. He barely even seemed to try. The illiter leader, a tall, skinny one by the name of Walda, stepped forward from the pack of anxious people who had gathered for news of the raiding party. Archie could tell by the disgusted looks on their faces that they already suspected how the awful raid had gone. No one ever came back alone from such an adventure with good news. A hero did it, Archie told Wada. Walda. He came up while we were fighting the undead mobs and beating them, and then stole our victory. A few of the illagers in the back of the crowd growled in contempt, while every illager knew the risks involved of being part of a raiding party. They took such loss personally. How did this happen? Walda asked, a deep frown creasing her face. Archie pointed back toward Thord. It was all because that worthless fool thought he could take on a hero all by himself. It's his fault. It worried Archie to do this, to openly turn against a fellow illager as powerful as and convincing as the evoker. But... Thord had announced his intentions to do the very same thing to him. The only way Archie could prevent being banished was to start his campaign of lies first. It was a long shot, the one, one that he might suffer for, but he didn't see that he had any other choice. A gasp went up in the crowd. The people here knew that Thord well. They understood he was a braggart and a bully, but 
they also held him up as one of their most powerful evokers. The idea that he would make such a horrible mistake that would cost them an entire raiding party horrified them. Archie realized he was going to have to sell his story hard and fast. Thord was getting closer every second. Thord was our designated leader, he told Walda. You appointed him yourself? She hesitated, then nodded. That I did. Then he bears the ultimate blame for our failure, doesn't he? Walda's shoulders wobbled at this as she tried to absorb the implications of Archie's words. Perhaps, by that logic, you might be able to say the blame is mine. Archie gasped in dismay, sensing that he'd perhaps gone too far. I would never... Walda dismissed his impending apology with an impatient wave, and he continued. It's more than that. He didn't set a watch to look for the troubles like a hero. He just plunged straight into the battle against the undead without taking any precautions at all. Walda didn't seem moved by that, and the others nearby had began staring at Archie as if he'd gone mad. I mean, wouldn't that seem wise? To set a watch to make sure that that we didn't get ambushed by someone else while we were in battle. That's exactly how the last raiding party we lost died. That was many years ago, Walda said with a pitying look. She clearly remembered that both of Archie's parents had perished in that accident. And we still haven't learned from any any lessons from that. We still charge into the fight without figuring out what other dangers might lay in wait for us. And we're still paying the worst price. And it's all your fault, Thord said from right behind him. Archie spun around and realized that he'd gotten so caught up in, with complaining to Walda that he hadn't heard Thord arrive. On top of that, he'd wasted all the advanced time for which he'd run so hard. What? Archie put a hand to his chest, as if his heart might pop out of it in shock. How is this my fault? Walda raised a hand to silence Archie, and then turned toward Thord. Word from our little friend here is that the disaster is actually your fault. Thord smirked down at the little illager. Of course he would say that, trying to cover his own butt. After he failed to spot that hero coming our way, and how would I have managed that? I was in the middle of the battle against the undead mobs, just like you. Just like everyone else. Just like you ordered us to do. Thord looked down and... At Archie and gave him a sad shake of his head. I understand what you're trying to do here. After all, why wouldn't you? What do you have to lose? Archie stared at him. What are you talking about? The lying. All the lies. Just listen to yourself. You can't bear to think about what you did. So you're blaming anyone else but yourself. What I did? Archie almost fell over in shock. Are you out of your tiny mind? See? Thord 
said to the crowd hovering around them, but especially to Walter, The Dino runs so deep, I almost wonder if he believes the lies himself. Archie actually gaped at Thord, unable to summon any words to complain. The fact is, Thord continued, that I did set a watch over our battlefield, and I gave Archie the job. The little illager struggled to find his voice. That's not true. Thord ignored the interruption. As you know, he doesn't much care for fighting, and he complained about having to come along with us and do his duty for the tribe the entire time. By now, we're all used to that. And he's not much use on the battlefield anyway. A few in the crowd chuckled at that. Archie glared at them, but his naked theory didn't seem to sting them at all. I figured he at least could lend us his eyes. Thord peered down at Archie with scathing contempt. But he couldn't even manage that. Thord turned fully toward Archie now. Where, where where, were you when the hero showed up? That's what I can't figure out. I know you weren't in the battle. You're never in a battle if you can't help it. There was some truth to that. Archie hated fighting and would have done anything to get out of being a part of that patrol. If he could have managed it. Now, though, he saw why Thord had brought him along. You knew this was going to go wrong, Archie said to him, seething. And when it did, you knew you were going to need a scapegoat. That's why you chose me. It's the duty, actually the privilege, of every illager to take their turns in the raiding parties, Walda said. Archie's heart dropped the moment she opened her mouth to defend Thord. He knew he was ruined. If he couldn't convince her of what Thord had done to the writing party, and especially to him, he was doomed. I didn't deny that. I went along on the raid. I even brought my own sword, if you can call that a sword, Thord said with a barely concealed sneer. And Thord never assigned me to watch over the battle. He was in charge. That should have been his job. It's all his fault. The crowd of illagers surrounding Archie and Thord seemed to hold their collective breath. No one said a word, apparently waiting on Waldo to render a verdict. Eventually, she opened her mouth to speak. It horrifies me that you accuse each other of such terrible things. Illagers must stick together, even on the field of battle, especially on the field of battle. Otherwise, we stand no chance against our foes. Gazed at both Archie and Thord, the evoker met her steely eyes, but Archie couldn't help but wither beneath her glare. Do you remember what it was like when we roamed the lands, each to ourselves? The mobs picked us off one by one, destroying us at their will. It was only when we united, when we became a tribe, that we stood any chance against them all. 
Walda spread the arms of her robe wide to encompass every person in the tribe, and the other illagers all muttered in agreement with her. They all knew exactly what she was talking about, as did Archie. While life among the tribe wasn't always wonderful, it was better than any time he'd spent wandering alone. He'd shuddered at the memories still that still haunted his sleep. And now you two come to us, still bickering with each other, after having suffered such a horrible and complete loss. You, you complain about each other while the rest of your raiding party is defeated and gone? Clearly, you are not about the tribe, but about yourselves. No, Archie whispered to himself. He could see what was coming next. But he felt powerless to stop it. He racked his brain, trying to come up with something, anything he could say to bring it all to a screeching halt. To keep Walda from making a decision that would condemn him to the worst fate he could possibly contemplate. He looked over to Thor for help. That's how desperate he was. And the illager reached out and put a comforting hand on his shoulder. Then he gave Archie a nasty yet expectant frown. Why don't you explain yourself, he said, enjoying every moment of it. Tell everyone here how you let the rest of us die. Archie's jaw dropped for a moment. For a moment, he'd let hope creep back into his heart. But just like always, Thor had ripped it clear out of his chest again. You won't get away with this, shouted as he lunged himself at Thord. He swung at him wildly with his fists, intending to bash the injured evoker about the head and shoulders. To Archie's utter shock, Thord dropped to the ground. The instant one of Archie's fists made contact with him, Archie had landed only a glancing blow. But the evoker toppled backward and sprawled across the open grounds as if he'd been punched by a giant. The people around Archie gasped in, gasped in horror. Archie stared down at Thord and then at his fist. He had barely made contact. There was no way he'd knocked him down. That could only mean one thing. Get up, you faker, Archie shouted at Thord. Quit pretending to be hurt and get up. Thord squirmed away from Archie, still on his backside, clutching his wounded leg. Archie stomped over and kicked him in the thigh. The illagers prized strength over anything to show a sign of weakness before others could be lethal. If Thord was going to fake being injured, then Archie was willing to fake triumphing over him. Get up! Thord howled in agony and curled up into a ball. As he did, the other illagers surged forward, and several of them grabbed Archie by the arms and hauled him back, away from where Thord was lay writhing in pain. What are you doing? Walda demanding. Kicking an illager leader after a battle? Are you out of your mind? I'm not going to put up with him anymore, Archie said. It's bad enough that he's bullied me my entire life. Now he's lying about me too? I've had it.
Waldo stood there before Archie and waited for him to fall silent. Even if he couldn't quite calm down. Are you finished? She asked softly, but with enough command in her voice that everyone in that part of the, vo- the forest could hear her. Even over Thord's groans, Archie glanced glanced down at Thord and caught him grinning up at him. The downed evoker wiped the smile from his face before anyone else could catch him. Though Archie drew in a deep breath and let out it and let it out slowly as he struggled to calm himself. I suppose I am. Walda nodded at him. I'd like to thank you, she said. I had thought this was going to be a hard decision, but you just made it easier for me. Archie cocked his head to one side, not quite sure on what Walda was heading toward. Despite that, he kept his mouth shut and waited for her to continue. She she motioned to both Thord and Archie. Obviously, this kind of behavior can't go on in a way. In a way, I blame myself. I should have put a stop to it a long time ago. Archie imagined... Being able to be a part of a tribe that didn't have Thord in it? And he felt a huge surge of relief. I would have truly appreciated that. The tension was always between keeping on someone who already contributed greatly to the tribe's might or keeping on a weakling who had potential. Archie suddenly didn't like the turn of the conversation had taken. Wait, what? But your actions today have made this choice clear. Archie put up his hand to plead with Walda to stop. Hey, hey, no, I didn't betray the waiting party. He's lying. He stabbed a finger down at Thord, who rolled over and groaned in pain, pretending to be only half conscious. That may be true, Walda said, but I cannot prove or disprove that. The man, but the manner in which you attacked him in front of every, in front of the rest of the tribe, the way you kicked a wounded illager nearly to death, he was already halfway there. Archie shouted, both desperately and indignant. That's enough, Walda said. Her calm facade had finally cracked, and the naked rage on her face hit Archie like a diamond blade. You're not only worthless and weak, you've done actual harm to the leader of the tribe. You need to leave now. But that's not fair, Archie protested, although he knew it would do him no good. Walda pointed toward the lands beyond the camp into the dark and foreboding forest that sprawled all around them. You have been banished forever. Go and never come back. That's the end of chapter two. Thank you all for joining me. I'd love to hear your feedback. And I hope you enjoy the next episode. I'm your host, Asher, from the Ashcraft Minecraft Podcast. Peace!